episode of A Drums Guide 2. So this week I want to tackle a subject that a lot of people are talking about at the moment. Um, as of the time of this filming, we're currently in the middle of this COVID-19 epidemic and a lot of people have had gigs cancelled, tours cancelled, myself included. Um, so consequently, a lot of people are turning to the online space, um, whether that be teaching or what I'm going to talk about today, which is remote recording, which is like I love it so much I can't even tell you and I just want everyone to be a part of this space because it changed my life so let me just give you a bit of background I actually um, the reason that I started emilydrums.com which is my remote recording business uh, was because it was 2015 and I had just had basically a year's worth of work cancelled and I just thought oh my goodness no one's gonna call me for the rest of the year so let me sit down and let me work out what I really love about playing and you know where I want to be how I want to spend my life essentially I know that that sounds really dramatic but if you know anything about me you know that I'm a little bit dramatic sometimes so anyway I sat down and I decided that I really loved playing with lots of different people I loved playing songs I've always loved playing songs and I also thought it might be quite nice to be at home so the thing that I came up with was remote recording and the concept of emilydrums.com was born uh, so I know that a lot of people are in this situation now where they're also wondering you know how can I make a living from home ideally online because right now there are no gigs happening you know social distancing you're not really allowed out really uh, so remote recording I think is such a wonderful idea now I'm not gonna talk specifically for drummers so if you are a guitarist a bass player keys player vocalist whatever you are this will be applicable to you so don't feel like I'm just going to be talking about drums there will be a few things just for drummers it is called a drummer's guide too after all so I just want to run through with you basically the top four things that you need um, to get started to get recording for other musicians for artists and get out there so the first most important thing and most well not most important they're all really important but the first thing is an interface so what is an interface an interface is something that you are going to plug your microphones into um, if you have microphones depending on your instrument and then that's going to plug into your computer sorry I'm pointing over there because my computer is over there right now so what is this and, and what do you need from your interface well that depends on your instrument so for a drummer I mean currently I have 16 channels now again in true Emily Dolan Davis fashion, it's a bit overkill. You don't need 16 channels to start with if you're a drummer. What I'd say is get hold of an eight channel interface that you can also expand later on. So uh, that can be expanded by ADAT, which is the most logical thing to expand by. It can give you an extra eight channels or 16 channels down the line, but don't worry about that right now. What we wanna worry about is those eight channels and to get started you know just a simple you don't even need to use all eight channels it can literally be a kick drum a snare drum a couple of toms if you've got a couple of toms or even maybe three uh, sorry yeah three toms if you have two rack toms which i have not had in years and a couple of overheads that's seven inputs which is perfect that's great that's if you're a drummer if you play bass you can just do a direct in. So you need one channel, literally one channel, as long as it has a TRS input, then you're sorted. If you're a vocalist, one channel. If you're a keys player, haha, you might not actually need an interface. You could probably just do this with MIDI. I know MIDI is a bit of a dirty word in the drum community sometimes, um, but 
hey, it works equally. If you have an electronic kit, you probably won't need an interface, at least to start with, unless you're recording anything acoustically, even if it's like percussion or whatever. If you've got a shaker lying around and you want to be recording percussion, you need one input and one microphone. But if you're doing MIDI, you can generally just plug straight into your laptop. What I'd also say in terms of interfaces is, in terms of connectivity to your laptop, so you plug your microphones into your interface and then your interface into your laptop, which will then see the signal. Get an interface that has whatever your fastest port on your computer or laptop is. So for me, that's a Thunderbolt uh, input. But if you have like USB-C, first of all, good for you. <laughs> Second of all, I'd go with that. Just whatever you have, get the fastest version of what you can. So you have minimal latency when you're recording into your door, your digital audio workstation. Um, yeah, so I'd say do that. The other thing is a quick note on doors. You can get free doors. You don't need to spend a ton of money. I use Logic which works for me, you can be recording into GarageBand, which is free. Uh, I think there's a free version of Cubase that you could probably use, Audacity. There are so many different digital audio workstations, so you don't need to be spending a huge amount on that. And as I said before, with interfaces, just start with something. That is the main thing. You don't need to worry about having this all singing, all dancing sort of gear. So that's the first thing. You're sorted with your interface and your door. The second thing, mics. I know, you know, musicians love talking about mics. Oh, and this one's been spun a bit. That's not good. Right, there we go. It's back to normal. You can't even see that microphone, but there's a microphone there that I just spanned when I was moving stuff around. Anyway, mics. Let's talk about mics. Again, this depends on your instrument. If you're a bass player, you don't need a mic. If you're a guitarist, really, you don't need a mic either. You could probably just direct into your interface and then you could use amp simulation, which is not ideal for some people, but hey, if it gets you started, then that is everything. If you do have the ability to have an amp, then maybe you want a microphone and a direct in. That way you can use an amalgamation of the two sounds. Awesome, so you probably need a two input interface. But the point is, with mics, it is a complete minefield. Uh, it is, when I started, I had zero knowledge. In fact, I had zero knowledge about all of this stuff and how it worked and how it all worked together. But what I did was, and I would recommend that you do this too, if you're a drummer right now and you are like, I don't know and I don't have a lot of cash, uh, what I would do, buy a specific drum mic pack. That's what I did. I bought a pack of Audix mics. They were secondhand from Gumtree. They consisted of, and this is what most mic packs consist of, a kick drum, a snare drum mic, uh, three tom mics, and a couple of overhead mics. Again, seven channels. And that's how I started. And then from there, I just built upon it. So I would just swap out one mic when I could afford to. But don't worry, it's just about getting a sound together. And it doesn't have to be the most incredible sound in the world. It just needs to be a sound. That is the key. So once you've actually got some mics, don't forget about the cables as well. You need cables. It, it, yeah, it's there's a lot of stuff going on. So cables as well. After that, you need to make sure that whatever you're recording, whatever your instrument, it needs to be the best sounding gear that it can be. And that's not just down to it being an expensive guitar, an expensive drum kit. It can be the most, it can be gold plated for all I care. The thing that makes the biggest difference in playing any instrument 
is you and it's how you play that and it's how you know how to manipulate your instrument down to tuning and i'm not again just talking about drums if you're playing bass if you're playing guitar make sure your instrument is tuned otherwise it's completely worthless but when we are talking about drums it's not about the right tuning it's just about understanding a little bit about how turning a lug on a drum affects the sound of that drum how it affects the resonance how it affects the sound of the rest of the kit because it might resonate with something else and then within the room this is just going to come from practice and just trying stuff out so just try stuff out and understand that then you want to get on to how you play the instrument your touch that is going to be so important when it comes to anything i had a massive lesson of this when i was a kid actually so when i was about I guess I was maybe just about 12 maybe and there was this drum kit in our school and it was the most beat up drum kit it was an old premiere kit looking back it was probably a really good kit actually if someone knew what to do with it and how to you know look after it uh, but this thing was beat up, you know, we were in North London, kids did not care. I cared about the drums, but I didn't understand how to make it better. Anyway, that's beside the point. But the point was, I would play this kit and it would sound awful. And in my head, I was going, it's because of the gear, it's because of the drums. That's why I sound so rubbish. And I had that in my head until one day this kid who was three years above me who i feel like his name was ben thomas his name was definitely ben but i can't remember his surname oh it drives me mad anyway he was the school's best drummer and he came in one day randomly and sat on the drums and played that very same drum kit and it sounded incredible and the reason was is because it was him, he understood how to play drums to make it sound like a great drum kit. And it was, but it was how he played it. So very, very important in how you play it. Also, a space. Now, I'm incredibly lucky here. Don't think that I am not aware that this is a really lovely room for me to set up my drums in. Uh, but just have a space. If you can ideally leave your drum set up, I would absolutely just so you can get a sound that you're vaguely happy with between your gear your microphones your interface all that sort of stuff and your door but then you can tinker with it and you can mess around because that's all I've done for the last five years basically I've just messed around and tried things and moved things ever so slightly to see if that sounds just a little bit better and I implore you to basically do the same if you're a drummer it's slightly different if you are on an instrument that can be DI'd, um, that the room isn't that much of a, an issue. Obviously, if you're playing guitar, putting amps in different styles of room can help to get a different kind of sound. But it really depends on your instrument and your situation, of course. And equally, if you're playing MIDI, who cares where you are? You could be literally on the loo playing keys and it would be absolutely fine. So the fourth and final and probably the most important thing that you have to have when starting remote recording for artists, for musicians, is an insatiable thirst for, I'm not even sure that makes sense, insatiable hunger, that's probably more logical, insatiable hunger for curiosity and for exploration and I've touched on it a little bit just before but you have to get together a sound that you like uh, and then 
make it better and i'm not talking about better this kind of you know random abstract worldview of what is better what is right what is good no no i'm talking about your opinion what do you think sounds good what do you think sounds better than before and just try and create the very best version of the sound that you're getting look you might be in a space where the sound that you're getting is incredibly lo-fi it's kind of like i don't know it's just raw it's a raw sound great make that raw sound the best sounding raw sound that is so dirty and so gritty and so awesome because you've worked on it and you have embraced the situation that you're in because someone is going to want that sound someone is going to love that sound the way that you love it because you've created it equally if you want to get the most hi-fi sound ever and can i just point out if you do want to do that that's going to cost you a lot of money but if you can do it more power to you if you want that kind of sound hone it so that every channel or every sound is so delectable and delicious and frequencies are just singing where they should be what you need to do is just realize that there is no you know perfect drum sound perfect guitar sound perfect bass sound perfect anything it's music it's art it's expression and you need to just make sure that whatever you're saying through your instrument is the best way that you can say it and this is going to be a long process this is going to be a lifelong process in the same way learning an instrument is you never learn everything it's impossible it's physically impossible because it just doesn't exist it's the same with recording so whatever gear you have make it the best you can and then if you can afford to swap out one microphone then do and then make that microphone sound the best that it can in the space that you have in you know just try stuff just try out different things and see what works for you. So to me, those are the four things that you absolutely need to get started. An interface that works for the instrument that you're recording. Mics, however many you need. I apologize, drummers. You know, it's just the way of life. We have the most expensive gear, the biggest amount of gear, and then, oh, let's add some more gear and mics. Oh, sorry about that. Then an understanding of your space and your gear itself how to manipulate it how to make it sound as good as it can be and the most important thing is just a curiosity and a willingness to experiment a willingness and an acceptance to make things sound awful and then go from there it might sound terrible oh my god when i first started this kit well it wasn't this kit the kit that i had in before here well, it just sounded awful and it was not the space and it was not the microphones and it certainly was not the drums it was me and it was my lack of knowledge so what did I do I went and explored I went and researched I found out different ways to mic drums up that were best practices and then I kind of like just tried some other stuff as well there are best practices when it comes to things like microphone uh, miking up drums or any instrument for that matter and i'd say absolutely do a quick google search find out what those best practices are because there is a reason for it and then go from there maybe you will do exactly what people suggest and it sounds great and you're like love it done fine happy days by all means go for it but if you find that best practice and then you just go but I wonder if I just moved it slightly this way or tuned it slightly that way, what would it do? 
you might end up coming up with a whole new concept and a whole new way of miking up drums or whatever your instrument is or a new way of miking vocals. How incredible would that be? I mean, just look at the Glyn Johns way of miking drums. That's bonkers. That's actually like, it makes zero sense. Although now it's a best practice, so you never know. Anyway, I hope this has helped you in getting started in doing your remote recording. And I think I should point out that is the key. It's the getting started bit. It's the scariest bit. But once you're started and you start exploring, it's actually really fun. So get started. Uh, follow these things to have in place and if you want to go more in depth to the actual running a business side of remote recording so you're not just doing it for yourself I actually have a workshop that there's a link in the description right now that you can go to that will I will share my knowledge my experience of how to get clients through the door how to uh, price yourself so important so difficult so awkward uh, musicians love sorry hate pricing and doing all that and the one thing that is the most essential thing that you need to have in place that is the first hurdle that I see so many people trying to do remote recording fall down on so I don't want that for you so if you're interested in that workshop as I say there is a link in the description below and you can learn more about that side of things there the business side the scary side I actually love it secretly anyway I hope you're well I hope you're having a lovely day wherever you are whatever you're doing and I will see you next week for another subject all right stay safe stay healthy lots of love bye